0: The service of evening prayer for the first midweek Advent service, December 1st, 2021. The first hymn is LSB 333, Once He Came in Blessing.
1: He came in blessing All our sins redressing Came in likeness lowly Son of God most holy For the cross to save us Hope and freedom gave us. Now he gently leads us, With himself he feeds us, Precious food from heaven, Pledge of peace he gives. Manna that will nourish Souls that they may flourish Soon will come that hour When with mighty power Christ will come in splendor Then will judgment render with our faithful sharing joy beyond comparing. Come then, O Lord Jesus. From our sins release us, Keep our hearts believing That we grace receiving. Heaven may confess you Till in heaven we
0: Then we follow the service of evening prayer found in LSB, page 243. The Spirit and the Church cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. All those who wait for his appearance pray, Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads, Come, Lord Jesus. Joyous
1: light of glory of the immortal Father. Heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ. We have come to the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Let my prayer before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. O Lord, I call to you, come to me quickly, hear my voice when I cry to you. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any me not be occupied in wickedness with evil doers, but my eyes are turned to you, O God. In you I take refuge, strip me not of my life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening
0: sacrifice. Let us pray. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever. Amen. Our psalm is Psalm 24.
1: Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, He is the King of glory. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Lift up your heads, O gates and be lifted up, O ancient doors that the King of glory may
0: come in. We sing hymn TLH 141, Enslaved by Sin and Bound in Chains.
1: By sin and bound in chains Beneath its dreadful tyrant sway And doomed to everlasting pains We wretched guilty captives lay Gems could buy our peace, nor all the world's collected store suffice to purchase our release. A thousand worlds were all too poor. The Lord, the mighty God An all-sufficient ransom paid All matchless price is precious blood For vile rebellious traitors shed Jesus the sacrifice became To rescue guilty souls from hell The spotless, bleeding, dying Lamb Beneath avenging justice fell In goodness, love divine, oh, may our grateful hearts adore the matchless grace, nor yield to sin, nor wear its cruel fetters.
0: And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. O Lord, Have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Romans, the 15th chapter. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance, and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and that all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight, we hear again Paul collecting the faithful of both Jews and Gentiles. Through the Old and New Testament times, as he first writes to the church in Rome, words also for us, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. This Advent, we are going to be looking closely at the colicts that shape this penitential and preparatory time. The Church uses the term colict, so what does it mean? It is a prayer. So why don't we just use the word prayer? Language is important and words matter. So by calling it a colict, we are in fact confessing something about these special prayers. If you remember from Bible study this summer, we dug more deeply into the importance of the positions of these special prayers. Some of that is summarized in the Advent write-up found in various bulletins in the newsletter this month. What is a collect? So what is the collect of the day? It's a short prayer that collects the thoughts and connected themes of the readings for the day and ties them together to prepare the hearers for what they should be listening for in the readings that will follow. As the pastor prays this collect on behalf of the people, the pastor faces the altar. Then, in a beautiful confessional act, The pastor will turn and speak the word of God that is God's response to the collect to his people through the reading of his holy word. Each Sunday of the church year and every special feast and festival has at least one special collect that ties the readings together and prepares us for what we should be hearing. Just a bit of historical side note in the Anglican church the collect for the last Sunday of the church year says stir up we beseech thee O Lord the wills of thy faithful people that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may of thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That collect isn't in our Lutheran list of collects, because it seems to teach works righteousness. But in England, it's so famous that the last Sunday of the church year is called Stir-Up Sunday. That's the day families go home and start stirring up Christmas pudding and other holiday treats. Prince Albert is supposed to have started that tradition. We Lutherans do have stir-up prayers, though, and in plenty of time for starting our holiday baking. As we will see, our stir-up prayers are not focused on our works. Our first stir-up prayer is the colic for the first Sunday in Advent. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This is one of the most theologically beefy prayers. It is one that boldly calls on our Lord Jesus to come and do what his Father intends. We ask that by his power he protect us, rescue us, deliver us from the threatening perils of our sins. Nothing here about rewards and pudding. It's all about rescue. To be rescued explicitly involves we cannot save ourselves. This was the purpose for Jesus' coming coming as a child born in Bethlehem, coming through word and sacrament with his grace, and him coming in all his glory at the end of the age. It is on the certainty of this prayer being answered that Jesus has come and rescued us, that we are now a people of hope, rescued by Jesus, who has stirred up his power and come. We are children of hope. This is a word that is important to not misunderstand. Hope is always best when it's not something we invent or imagine. This is how it's often used, in a way that's synonymous with wish. I hope the kids make it home for Christmas. I hope to get all the cards in the mail by Monday. I hope to get get a hippopotamus (laughs) for Christmas. Real hope. Hope that does not disappoint is based on a promise. This is how the Bible uses the word hope. It's not just a wish that may or may not come to fruition. Hope in the scriptures is based on a promise from God who never breaks, cannot break, a promise. When we hope in the Lord, it is a sure and certain fact. Paul begins our text by recalling the promise spoken through Isaiah. The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. Rescued by Jesus, who has stirred up his power and come, we are children with a sure hope that is based in a promise. Isaiah has much to say about the promise of this root of Jesse. He will be born of a virgin. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The root of Jesse will do these things and more. So in him the Gentiles and all people will hope. As a result, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. To help teach this, a custom that developed among German Lutherans and spread to many other Christian churches is the lighting of an Advent wreath. Each candle on the wreath signifies one week of Advent, and it signifies a theme. The first candle, for example, signifies hope, given to us by Jesus, the root from Jesse, the promised seed, to Eve. This reminds us of how faith begins, as a faint flame in our hearts, born through the word of God, poured out on us generously. Then as we hear the word of God, as we don't despise preaching in his word, but gladly hear and learn it, as we abide in the everlasting light of the word of God, the light flickers and begins to grow steady. When the wick is removed from the source... The flame weakens and dies. When the wick remains connected to the source, stays in the wax or the oil of the candle, it not only stays lit, but it grows stronger and brighter. Hope, in a promise as the scriptures speak, gives something more. There is a byproduct of this hope. Rescued by Jesus who has stirred up his power and come, we are children with the sure hope of peace. Paul continues, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. See, peace is another big word. It's not just an emotion, but it involves the entirety of life, body, and soul. Many have forgotten Advent and jump right to Christmas, even twisting peace from a gospel promise and gift of God to a work of the law. Peace pervades Christmas carols and is plastered all over Christmas cards. Politicians and newscasters express blessings and wishes for peace. Maybe we get into the spirit of the season and actually try to put a little peace into action. But if you think about it, living as a children of peace shouldn't be that hard for us during the holidays, or any day for that matter. You and I have all the resources we need to be instruments of peace. The peace on earth that the angel choir celebrates at Jesus' birth is a proclamation. It's not a wish or empty aspiration. With the birth of Jesus, who is the sin-bearer of humanity, who has died for our sin, God is at peace with us. Through the shed blood of his only begotten son, he declares you pardoned. The wrath of God's sin was poured upon Jesus on the cross and he declared the war to be over. Payment is made, it is finished. Through baptism, You have been given that peace of God that passes all understanding. Joined together in the body of Christ, you lovingly can lay down your arms of rebellion because God is at peace with you. You are at peace with God. There is no need to fake personal holiness. There is no need to get defensive. You are forgiven. There's nothing to prove. You are a sinner in need of rescue. So is everyone else here. So is everyone else out there. Your goal is not to show everyone how great you are or how much of a sinner you are. Instead, you are free to simply announce the peace of God through Christ to your fellow saints and sinners so they too have that hope rooted and grounded in love, the love of God who sent his only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You do that patiently, with love, with an absence of hostility. You do that with gospel words and actions that are befitting of God's children. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This describes Jesus first, of course, as well as those who are in him. People who live in the peace of God in Christ are peacemakers. Instead of blaming, they forgive and focus on the new creation we are in Christ. We see badly behaved people not as enemies, but as lost souls Jesus wants to find. We see ourselves as instruments of peace and dispensers of God's grace and mercy because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, Usually, when an estranged couple comes for counseling, each wants to blame the other. They come loaded with evidence to prove their point. But since when did proving your partner guilty ever make for a peaceful, happy marriage? Blow off steam? Sure. Then, what can each of you do to improve your marriage? As soon as each partner starts thinking that way, each partner becomes a peacemaker. It not only works in marriage, of course. It works with co-workers and friends and neighbors and those in the church. It can even work if it's one-sided. What can I do to improve this relationship? Ask in prayer. Search and search the scriptures. And God will answer. Sometimes we might not like the answer. Sometimes it won't be well-received. Sometimes there are earthly consequences. But none of that changes the fact that Jesus made peace with God through the blood of his cross. And there lies our hope. There is our eternal peace. For children of hope, that's pure joy. You've all heard about the man who told his pastor, Pastor, you don't have enough joy. You need to be more joyful. <laughs> then went on to criticize the pastor's sermons and just about everything else he did. Reminds me of the sign I saw in an office wall once that I should get for my study or the confirmation room. The floggings will continue until morale approves, improves. Sorry. Scolding someone for lack of joy is not how you make them joyful. Joy comes from the love and forgiveness of Christ. It's a fruit of the Spirit that he causes to grow. Joy is not the same as happiness. Like hope, it's not simply an emotion. It's something that is steadfast even in suffering. It rests on hope and lives in peace and is why we can say with Paul, rejoice in the Lord always. Remaining ever in the true source of hope, we are free to rejoice in all circumstances. So with our hope secure, let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, And come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing the Magnificat found on page 248.
1: My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things to me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him, from generation to generation. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew and Brian, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Joseph and Kim, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, And all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord to you, O Lord. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, Give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven,
1: The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you.
0: Amen. We sing hymn TLH 551, Son of my soul, thou Savior dear.
1: soul, Thou Savior dear, it is not night if Thou be near. O may no earth-born cloud arise to hide Thee from Thy servants When the soft dews of kindly sleep, my wearied eyelids gently steep, be my last thought how sweet to with me from morn till eve, for without thee I cannot live. Abide with me when night is nigh, for without thee I dare not die. Some poor wandering child of thine Has burned today the voice divine Now, Lord, the gracious work begin Let him no more lie down in sin by the sick, enrich the poor with blessings from thy boundless store, be every mourner's sleep to Us when we wake ere through the world our way we take till in the ocean.